Welcome back, y'all, to She Can Talk. I am your host, Colleen, a.k.a. Gongali, if you're looking for the music on Instagram, or Colleen Eat Wings, if you want to see what I've been saucing and tossing up lately. Or you can go over to DOE underscore records or doerecords.com if you're interested in music, booking us, submitting music for consideration, any of the above. Come show us some love. Hey, what up, y'all? I already told y'all, I'm not even going to make no excuses for it. This is the episode after the last one that I was going to tell you was going to be full of surprises. By now, you already know the surprise. The biggest one is, the biggest news is I graduated with my bachelor's degree in business science. Yay! I'm so happy about that. Uh, long, long road. Can I tell you? Long road, okay? But um, worth it? Yes. Development, um, they said when you learn something, you change, you know, behavior changes, you know, and I'm not going to say I didn't know anything prior to, but I think that every day is an opportunity for us to learn more. And so I said, you know, I'm going to take a disadvantage and, um, go back to school. You know, I run a record label. I'm trying to venture into, you know, podcasting, venture more into, you know, just whatever I can get myself into on the business side and on entertainment side and, um, business will help me with that. Right. And a, a good understanding of business, I should say. So, um, you're never too late. So that's why this episode is called Better Late Than Never 2.0. Oh, let me scratch that. It's going to be Better Late Than Never Part 2. We'll just call it Part 2. Because in the beginning of part of the year, I did have an episode called Better Late Than Never. And um, I just wanted to do a part two on this to talk about me a little bit. I don't really think I've spoken to you guys about, I think the last time I really kind of let you in, I was doing decluttering. And I was um, applying a little bit of stoicism to the thinking and minimalistic um, way of living to the lifestyle, right? I think that was the last time I kind of really let you in. Now, um, have I continued to be doing minimalist and, um, you know, that way of thinking? To the best of my ability. It's hard. I will tell you that, guys. It's hard. But um, is my house cluttery? No. Is it still kind of neat and put in place? Yes. So I'm grateful for that. Um, I do have some days where, like, especially when I'm creative and I'm, you know, doing music or just doing anything creative. You know, I do floral arrangements. I cook. Whatever I'm doing. I tend to make messes. Yes, we tend to make messes in our state of creativity. And then I try to come back around and, um, you know, put everything back in its place. The good thing about being on, on the more minimalistic side of life is everything has its place. So it's never going to be a situation where you're like, where does this go? Or where did I take that from? Where did it come from? Where did this go? Like, oh my God, stuff everywhere. Everything has its place to go back into. So yeah. So, um, I'm rambling, but I think that was the last time I really kind of gave you some insight into what I've been doing. And I've been really kind of keeping stuff under wraps. The biggest thing that I'm willing to share with you right now is the fact that I graduated. Um, yes. And the reason why I want to share and say better late than never is because, um, you'd be surprised. Like when I put up my, um, graduation pitch on graduation day, so many people called me, so many people hit me up like on, you know, DMs or whatever, text me, et cetera. And you just like had questions like, what made you decide to go back to school? Like why you never let us know, you know, what was, you know, like everyone was like kind of shocked to see that I just graduated, but I never even talked about being in school or even the day-to-day struggles of, you know, class. Like, you know, I, I had, um, just friends and, associates that are also in school and you know they would post like their um progress online midterms or you know papers and stuff and um that's cool but I just kind of felt with me 
and um, just the way my life is set up that I kind of had to be a little bit more private with it. And I'm, I'm noticing that when I tend to guard things a little bit more closer to the vest, that it manifests with no problem. You know, when you tend to be like, oh, put stuff out there and then say, oh, you know, soon we're going to soon, you know, I'm graduating. I, you know, like something that's a, like a far off way, you know, for example, um, I did the same thing when I when when we bought our house. I didn't tell people, I didn't tell anyone, like not even my parents, no one that we were in the process of buying a house. Reason being is the first thing that comes out of everyone's mouth is something negative, you know, like, oh, can you guys afford a house? Oh, how what did you get your money? It's like, why worry about what I'm trying to do? Just, you know, if it's beyond what you can do or if it's out of your reach at the current moment, just congratulate someone and keep it moving. Don't, you know try to discourage them from doing their thing, you know? So I think that was one of the first things that I started to do or that I did that, um, let me know like, yeah, you know, keep some things to yourself, you know? And that was buying a house. We bought the house, smooth sailing, you know, closed on it. And this was in 2016. So it wasn't like yesterday or anything, but, um, now I'm willing to talk about it. Why? Because God bless it. It's over with, you know, you don't have to worry about that negative energy because you think some people are cheering for you, but behind closed doors, they're praying that you fail because your failure in their mind solidifies you being beneath them. If that makes any sense, you know? So I always tell everyone like, let your haters see you be great. You know what I'm saying? So, um, don't kind of share stuff with them though. Let's let them see you be great afterwards. Throw up the graduation picture, throw up the keys to the house. You know what I'm saying? Like whatever it is that you want to do, do it afterwards. You know what I'm saying? Like don't share it with people because people will blow your high for real. So, um, yeah, that's what I wanted to share with you guys. Another thing. So I do have some things I'm really grateful for and excited that are coming into fruition. Um, I've been working diligently, diligently with Dutre Tum, Strike, um, Yas, D Prods, um, DJ Seek, like so many, um, Anthony Antho Beats, you know what I'm saying? So many producers, um, Colossal TV, Colossal Beats, <laughs> um, I feel like I'm missing some. I know I'm, I'm pretty sure I am, but, um, so many producers that I've been working with and, um, getting the music together, getting stuff together. I'm very proud of it. So a lot of collabs that I've been doing have been releasing and dropping now. Like every other day, literally, I'm getting someone asking me about my publishing information. And, and you know, that kind of makes me feel good to know like, hey, I'm working, you know, like cause it may not seem like it because not everything happens, you know, when we want it to happen, of course. But as long as we plow away at our goals and we just remain focused and consistent, and sometimes consistency does not have to be seen. Okay. So, um, yeah, this episode totally is going to be a freestyle. It's totally going to be off the head about the energies around me lately and why I do the things that I do, especially lately. But, um, you know, I kind of threw myself off with that one. How, how do you, you know, that's what the podcast is called. She could talk. How do you interrupt yourself and forget what you were saying? But I digress. Anyway, we're going to get back into it. So, um, Overall, you know, I've been working on some music. I'm working on some collabs. People been, you know, getting paperwork together. We've been working stuff out. So I'm really excited. I'm actually going to end this episode with a collab. It's called Le Epique, which is um, basically epic or epic song. 
basically epic in French. And that's with me, myself. Well, I, I always do that. God, did I just graduate? Oh my gosh. So that's with Dutre Doom, Strike, Dgram, and myself on the track produced by D prod. So we're definitely going to be ending the track, the show with that tonight for you guys. I want to show my brothers some love. I love the song and I want to show us some love. So that's what we'll be doing tonight. Already got the song out the gate, huh? Normally be like 55 minutes in before I come up with a song, but no, we're started out early tonight. Um, but yeah, so a lot of people, I think the biggest question people were asking me was why you didn't tell me you was in school, you know? And I was saying to myself, like it was two things that, you know, when people ask me that, and it depends on who asked me, you know what I'm saying? So it wasn't like I was offended or anything like that. Not at all. But, um, what I would say is when people would ask me that, I would say to myself like, Hmm, have you ever asked me what I'm doing? Have you ever asked me like, so Colleen, what are you up to? Or what do you have going on? Like, you know, or is there anything that you have going on? And then I can tell you, you know, like these days I'm not volunteering my information because people, that's what people want you to do. People want you to just like be a black hole, open up, tell all your business, tell all your plans and goals and endeavors and hopes and dreams and aspirations. And then in the end, they can squash them for you, you know? So you got to be mindful of that. Like I always say, like if people, if you know me out there, you know, my thing amongst many sayings is protect your energy, guard your energy, because it's true. People will be like, you know, seeing you and just because you're smiling just because you're happy just because you're saying a a good word to someone else they were like i don't like her i wanna i hope she falls on the step you know just wish something negative so sometimes you got to protect your energy and and um keep things close to the fest until you until it works out right so um like i said you know it was so let me go back a little bit school uh it wasn't really that bad i would say now, I did go to school, like, I should say college, right out of high school. So I graduated high school, fashion industries, hey, fashion. And then I went to Norfolk, Virginia, boo. Nah. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, I love my Virginia folks. They know who they are. But um, I'm talking about, um, I went to Norfolk State. And if you're an out-of-town student that's ill-prepared or, you know, parents just not cooperating, and you go out of town, it's it's going to be a destined fail, fail, unless you just, you know, are really focused and got a couple of scholarships, I will say. But other than that, it would be a fail, fail, because, you know, I, I, I'm a firm believer that you need, like when you're young, when you're a child, you know what I'm saying, fresh out of high school, you do need still that parental support financially and emotionally. People think like, you know, a lot of parents think, well, hey, I'm paying for them to go to school. That should be fine. Or some people feel like, you know, she wants to go there. She's going to have to figure it out on her own. That adds to the burden of trying to go to school. So imagine you're 19 years old, you're out of town, out of state, you know, because I went to school in Virginia and I'm from New York. Um, so everything out of state fees is higher. You know, you get all those extra tack ons because you're an out of state student, etc. No, you know, scholarships for me. So I did do like a Pell Grant and the loans and all that stuff. Loan, loan, loan to death. You know, and then um you just worried about like every day 
you know, going to the cafeteria was like Russian roulette. Like, oh, is my card going to work today? You know, or going to class was like a freaking Russian roulette. Is a teacher going to be like, hey, you need to withdraw because you can't pay? Like, you know, embarrassing shit that happens. I don't know if it's still like that. I'm just giving you my um, experiences when I was, you know, 19 and, and stuff like that, you know. And not only myself, I remember a story when, well, it's not a story. This I, I was there when this happened. Like, Norfolk State, the dorms, Norfolk, Virginia, the Twin Towers. Picture this. I won't tell you the year, but picture this. This There was a girl um, from Roanoke, Virginia. So, Roanoke is like a little bit, a couple of hours away from, you know, Norfolk, Virginia. So, if you get technical, she was away from her hometown too, right? She was, you know, out, uh, you know, out of city or county student I guess because they were it was far right from where she lived so um but she was good though because she was still in state so even though she was you know I'm not from Norfolk she was still from Virginia so she still got the intuition prices fees etc right but that's not who was suffering financially one day out the blue the security guards came upstairs police everything came to her room and like you hear screaming and yelling and crying and we're like what the fuck is going on so we go out into the hallway open up the you know our bedroom door our dorms you know bedroom door and go look in the hallway and you see the security guard hauling off her boyfriend you know who was staying illegally in the girl's dorm with his girlfriend because he had just enough to pay for tuition I guess based on his you know financial aid just enough to pay for tuition but he did not have enough to cover dorm fees or um you know food cafeteria lunch etc like that right much less toiletries and stuff like that so he um got with his girlfriend who was a pretty decent student I guess at the time and um he was a pretty decent student too I won't say that you know he was causing trouble other than the fact that he was living and bathing in the women's dorms because he had no place to stay. So that's what I'm saying. Like, but you know, back then we were kids. So you're like, oh my God, what the hell is a guy doing in the dorm? And you're outraged, right? But as an adult looking back then, it's like, poor kid. You know what I'm saying? Like, no one was there to help him. Like, his parents, he didn't have the parental support he needed. Because if he did, he wouldn't have risked spending the night or spending months. You know, because some people in the dorms knew he was there. I completely did not know he was there. And the crazy thing about it is he was on my floor, right, with his girlfriend. But the other thing, like, on the good side, I'm happy. It, you know, we were safe and nothing happened. On the flip side, you're like, oh, my God, we had a whole dude in the girls' dorms. He could have, like, snuck out and lay waited the chick in the bathroom and raped someone and no one would be the right wiser. But thank God he wasn't like that. So we're not going to – we're going to take that – um worst case scenario off the table and bring it back to what really happened. Like he was really a starving student, smart kid too. Like the teachers was like, we didn't even know that he was, cause I guess ultimately he got kicked out of school for that. Right. Or something happened, expelled. But the teachers were like really pleading with them. Like, yo, he's a good kid. He, his grades are great. So he was still able to maintain his grades, but it was on a by any means necessary type of tactic. Like I'm going to, sneak food, you know, from the cafeteria and have my girl sneak me food. I'm going to, you know, hide and, you know, they come when RA comes around, I'm going to stay in a room with her. And, you know, he kind of did it at the expense of someone else. Right. So, um, and I mean, you know, by any means necessary, you got to do it, but I don't think that people 
understand that. So in my opinion, I think for some people, it's really great to be um, able to go to school fresh out of high school and um, go through college and get your degree like boom kudos to you and I give you props because it's hard it's hard at that age it's hard when you're like forced to catapult into maturity that you know mature levels that you have not experienced in life yet you know so um without any guidance let's put that in there as well without the proper guidance right so it makes it a little bit harder but then I feel like you know anyone age regardless like if you're fresh out of high school or if you're like you know what mid-career change I want to you know really focus on my record label and I want to go back to school to learn business science to make sure I know what the hell I'm doing right so um either way you look at it I I believe that um when you're just your regular nature needs are met like your regular survival needs are met right like you have a roof over your head your bills are paid you can eat food you know you're not worrying about that type of stuff then you can focus your mind on other things right but if you're like damn I'm hungry and then I gotta go to class and then I gotta go you know do this project I can't even get I don't even have money to buy the materials that I need to complete the project you know, you start to think it's, it's a catapult. So what happens? What's going to be easier? Just drop out, right? So that's what I did. And then um, it was weird, too, for me back then because back then, and I won't give any more details because then you'll start, like, carry the one minus the two. How old is she? But, um, yeah, back then they would do, like, a lot of open mics. They still do a lot, of, a lot of open mics or whatever. But it would be battles, and you would, you know, battle for money. So I w- it was kind of like my job you know, early out, like my home girl, she is so funny because her name is Crystal. Mine's is Colleen. We both have the same last name, both tall. So, you know, everybody was like, even at school, cause we went to the same school. She was a couple of years older than me. So like, if I was a freshman, she was like a junior. Right. And so every class I took, the teachers were like, are you related to Crystal? Are you related to Crystal? And I was like, no, no, I'm not. Then after a while, we ended up modeling for um, this wedding fashion show, which was at this big bridal convention thingy thing thing. And so we ended up getting um, selected by the scout or the recruit. She actually modeled for Ford Model Agency for a lot of years after that. I don't know where, she, where she's at. So shout out to you, Crystal, if you're out there, you know, listening. Shout out to you. But um, back then, Crystal would be like, Colleen, we're going to the club you know it's it's open mic night you know it's gonna be you know buffet (laughs) okay and this is like college days right mind you so this is like i'm giving you some of my survival tactics from college days right so it was like ladies night you're getting free the buffet if you get there by a certain time and and in the buffet at certain some of these clubs was pretty darn good you'd have like a spread like baked chicken macaroni and cheese some chicken wings some you know like food i would fuck around and be trying to take some home you know what i'm saying because this is college student days now don't judge me judge your mama but um yeah so she would always know where the open mic or the battles would be that would be paying right like if it was just for just entertainment purposes we ain't going there but she would hit me up and be like boom mr magics they having a battle tonight so-and-so's djing let's go and i would go right and so we would go and um you know talk our shit 
you know, sometimes there'll be a battle. Sometimes they'll be like, ah, it's not enough people, blah, blah, blah. And I'll make it a battle. But, um, every time God bless it. And I'm not trying to toot my own horn. I'm not trying to make it seem like I'm the dopest lyricist in the world or anything, but I won majority of those battles, like 99% of the battles I won. I also think I had the edge because I was from New York. And at the time, a lot of kids from New York went to school out there and, you know, the accents were extremely different. This was like, pre-internet so you know you're going to Virginia from New York was like a a shell shock for me you know being a city girl and then I'm pretty sure some of the people that encountered me in Virginia I was a shell shock for them <laughs> you know what I'm saying but my New York attitude mentality and just way of life so um yeah so ironically Crystal was from a very um upper middle class family in Chesapeake I do remember that. I remember her mom and her dad. I, I thought they were pretty dope people as well. But, um, yeah, so she used to be like, oh, we're going to go to um, Mr. Magic's or wherever, and, you know, you're going to get on the mic. And legit, every time I would go, I would get money to the point. She was like, Colleen, you don't realize that like, this is your job. Like, you, every week, we go at least two, three times a week. You get money. You make more money doing this than your damn telemarketing job. And I was like, uh, you're right. And then, you know what I, I did after that? Well, I didn't. Yeah, I'm lying. What I did right after that, I quit. I quit school. I was like, um, this is not working for me, you know, because I noticed that like certain doors would flow. School, difficult. I try to go to school, difficult. Try to get help from my parents, difficult. Try to get help from the family, difficult. Try to get help from school, difficult. You know, so everything was just difficult when it came to me, came to me trying to pursue my college degree fresh out of high school, right? But um, rhyming for me was easy. And, and, and it really wasn't, but it was. Now hear me out. Like, for example, when I met, um, well, I grew up in the same building as DJ Duop. When I went and knocked on his door and said, hey, you know, why don't you have girls on your mixtape, blah, blah, blah. At the time, he had like one or two, but he didn't really have like a stable, you know, like a actual this is the female of the crew type of thing, right? And so I said, let me knock on the door. I knocked on the door. Went in there, did a couple of, you know, verses, let him see I could rhyme, whatever like that. Next thing you know, a couple of weeks later, a couple of those verses were on mixtapes, like with no questions asked, no nothing, right? And I thought that was pretty dope. It, the point I'm trying to say is it happened, it flowed easily for me. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it didn't give me a pushback, it flowed easily for me. So early on in life, I pursued a lot of things that flowed easy for me, if that makes any sense, which I think we, a lot of us do as children, as younger people, young adults, especially, you know, we don't really want to, we want instant gratification. We want things in real time. So we're not really trying to, I know for me anyway, I can speak for me at those, at that age, I didn't grasp the concept of work hard and patience is a virtue and things will come. Right. I was like, nah, I'm good on this. I'm going to go over here. Right. I'm going to go over here because every time I rhyme, I get paid. Every time I, you know, say I record a song, it ends up on a mixtape. Every time I perform a show, the crowd loves it, you know? So those things to me just was like no brainer. I got to go do music. Right. And so I quit school and I pursued music and I pursued music for the next couple of years. Like that was my college degree, you know? And, um, I think I kind of, kind of 
drove myself crazy a little bit during that time frame. So side eye, sidebar, if any of you guys uh, experienced me back then, I apologize. Not, I'm not gonna, and listen, I'm not going to continue to be apologizing for my wild-ass behavior because I, we all was wild and young. You know what I'm saying? Like, we all was wild. I'm not going to sit here and accept the villain, the, the villain role or the evil person role because we all did fucked up shit. And everyone did fucked up shit to each other. We were kids, right? You were young, you're dumb, you don't fucking even think about it as time go on, right? But um, now when you become an adult, and if you're still doing grimy shit, or if you do grimy your shit as an adult, then God bless whatever happens to you, right? You know. But I feel like um, for me, I feel like God has given me a second chance at life by moving to Florida, if that makes any sense. I literally left high school and went to Virginia, right? Um, I had a couple of people like recently do one form or another of like my um, astrological chart, my natal chart, like there's different charts, right? And every one of them said Virginia was not the place for me to be and not for me to be there as long as I was, right? And it wasn't until recently and it wasn't until you know, I had a couple of those, you know, readings and stuff that, um, and I'm not going to say the readings too, because I also will say distance where you remove yourself from things that make you feel anxious or have, give you anxiety when you remove yourself from it and you, and you don't feel that way anymore, but you can kind of pinpoint what was making you feel that way. Right. But if you move, remove yourself from that and then you're in a new environment and then you're still like that, then it's you bitch. You're fucking crazy. Right. (laughs) So I had to come to that conclusion that I had to remove myself from the environments I was in. Like, I swear to you on all, all honesty, me moving to Florida changed my life. Okay, like I can't even stress it enough. People probably wouldn't even understand that, right? Because people want you to be stuck in how they know you, right? So if you was a bum-ass 19-year-old, you know, couldn't finish school, you had to drop out because you couldn't afford it type of thing, they will forever want you to be that bum-ass 19-year-old, right? Not realizing that that was a kid. And then as an adult, you change. You know, when you're a kid, you do kid things. When you become an adult, you put your childish things away. You, you become an adult. You act like an adult, right? So, um, but I also noticed that when people don't really grow, they want you to not grow. And they're going to do things within their power or in within their capacity to stop your growth. So that long rambling was all to say, that's why I didn't really tell anybody. That's why, like... I know people, one girl was like, girl, I scrolled through like years of your Facebook. You never talked about school. When did you, where did you go to school? Where did you, like, and I had to say to myself, like, wow, chick, really? You scrolled through my page to see when I ever mentioned school. I said, when do I ever mention anything other than like music or some random jokes? Like, when do I go in on Facebook? And she was like, yeah, that's true. That's true. I said, all right. So I know some people tend to, you know, that little bar on Facebook that it says, tell me what's on your mind, right? And that's the way you're supposed to start typing your status in and you start letting the people know like, oh, you know, my day is so great or whatever your thoughts are, whatever's on your mind, right? That's the scariest little box. And I think we all should be mindful of that box. You know what I'm saying? The reason why I say that is because um, sometimes we get the urge to post things and it's, it might not be the right time for you or whoever's viewing it, you know? So, um, 
sometimes I feel like some people's emotions should be more um, suppressed and not posted on Facebook because it can be, because it could be crazy, right? Like um, someone random could see a weird post or uh, you could be upset emotionally and upset, upset with valid reasons, right? So you could be emotionally upset with valid reasons and then you take it to Facebook. And um, actually I'm speaking about myself again because last year um, I can only speak for me on this. I can't speak to, uh, you know, to anyone else's emotion, but I know one of the biggest things that made me declutter was just the way having some of this old stuff around me made me feel. Now, don't get me wrong. I was never a hoarder. Thank God. I didn't have like things stacked to the ceiling, but I'm kind of like, I don't know. I guess as I get older, I'm, I don't like things in corners, you know, like I don't like you stacking up shit in corners. Don't say, oh, it's fine. Just sit it in the corner because then that shit stays there and it fucking just drives me nuts. Right. So I don't like things in corners. I, I like things to be in its place. Right. So if I get frustrated, I just won't do shit and just it'll just look crazy and I don't even give a fuck. <laughs> but I'm trying, you know, as I'm getting older, trying to fight that, you know, and put everything in place. But um coming across like old memories, old, um, just things from, you know, like when you, like, for example, I told you guys when I was decluttering, I watched a lot of minimalism videos and a lot of minimalist. There's one lady, um, an Asian lady that's on Netflix and she has like a, uh, organizing show, storing show, show you how to pack in, you know, your luggage for a trip and get most out of your luggage. She shows you how to get the most out of your drawers. Like, you know, your, you know, your, you know, your drawers, your dresser drawers. We call them drawers in New York, not your underwear drawer, like your underwears, but drawers that you keep your underwears in, but you can, you know, fold clothes a certain way to maximize your space there as well. Um, stuff like that. So I find it interesting, right? So, um, one thing that she said, that stuck out to me. And I think that actually just sent me into a tailspin and, and put me on the journey that I'm on now was she said, if you touch something and you hold it, like be at ease with yourself, like let your guard down and really watch how you feel, watch the emotion that is, you know, pull the black bubbles up to the surface based on the object you're holding. It could be a picture. It could be an old pair of shoes it could be anything, but if you hold it and it doesn't, you know, doesn't give you like a positive feeling, let's start there. You know, if it doesn't give you a positive feeling, you know, nine times out of 10, you need to throw it away. But, um, sometimes it can give you a positive feeling and still be junk. Right. And then you're holding on to junk. Like, Oh, I don't want to get rid of that because I bought that. And, um, I got that at the new edition concert when I was 10, like, you know, or whatever the case is. So, um, you still got to be mindful with, what makes you happy and what's valid to keep and still like, okay, even though this is happy, I, I can part with it. Right. So, um, to me, I feel like during the quarantine, I had like a lot of mental baggage that I had to unpack that, you know, you just kind of keep on going. And I think the world in a weird way needed to stop to allow people to kind of woosah and kind of regroup and recalculate their brain, right? Because it was a massive overload. Because I didn't really realize how much years of um, emotional baggage I was carrying because all I would do was just take it, tuck it away, move on to the next stop. Take it, tuck it away, move on to the next stop. And legit, that song, Erica Badu, Bag Lady, totally, totally could relate, right? So I was like, nah, I don't want to be this individual. You know what I'm saying? 
I don't want to be that individual holding on to shit. And, you know, every, you know, even though on the outside, you it, everything seems happy. You look around, your life is happy. Why are you holding on to negative energy? So, so I had to say, you know, sometimes things can create negative energy and you don't even realize it. So you could be holding on to things and then is this radiating a negative energy because of where it came from, how it came into your possession or whatever the case is. Right. So I started doing a decluttering and I started going through things and I would start to look and it's, it, it made me even evaluate people like, you know, this person was never my friend, you know, and I'm okay with that. I'm at peace with that. Whereas 10 years ago, I probably would have tried to like, fight them off and then like start a whole campaign of, you know, why this person doesn't like clean. Why, you know, why this person doesn't like me, blah, blah, blah. So, um, now it's like, Hey, let's be real. I don't like everybody. You know what I'm saying? I try to be a nice person. I try to, um, you know, give a, a positive word of encouragement when I can to people. I try to be nice to the strangers on the street. And I know it sounds re- really cliche, but I do. I try to help people out because I notice with me when I help people, it makes me feel good. If it's just holding a door for an elderly person, if it's um, helping a, you know, a young person like one of my nephews or nieces, with their, you know, needs for school, like we're just helping people. I like to help people. And I think that's because a a big part of me like to help people because I felt that I didn't have a lot of help growing up. And I know it sounds crazy. I'm not trying to throw a jab at anyone. Like I know people like, well, what about your mom? I love my mom. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, you have to realize like there are people too, you know, and they're human and they didn't know. So you can't like fault them. So I think, you know, but you also got to be aware of what make you do this. Like, for example, why do I always want to help people? I want to help people because I felt like I never got the help that I needed. Right. So it's like, okay, well, you have to be mindful of things that you do and also how you treat people in the process as well. Right. So a lot of growing, a lot of growth there, a lot of maturing. And, um, I think with me being at home, with my thoughts, you know, and with a, you know, attic full of junk, I said, you know, it's time to declutter and, um, put some stuff into place, utilize some, you know, corners and make some space, et cetera, et cetera. And in the process of that, it was like a, a deep spiritual cleansing as well, you know? So it's to the point now where, um, you know, I, I, I don't let things get to me too personally or make things like take me off the edge or off the ledge anymore because I have to step back and say, well, why is this person doing this? You know, instead of being like, oh, this person hates me and directing the energy, like absorbing all the energy. Like that's what I used to do when I was young. I would absorb everyone's bullshit energy and just, you know, justify that it was me. Like they don't like me. They hate me. Like, you know, people are full of shit. You know what I'm saying? And people front and do a lot of stuff. And then they'll deflect or they'll reflect their ish, their bullshit off on you and make it seem like you're the fucked up one. But when you remove yourself or when you just like grow beyond and you start to look back, you'd be like, yo, that wasn't me, you know? And then that also helps you, it, it kind of crafts, you, you know, my mind anyway, to be like moving forward. If I am faced with conflict now, which is very rare because I don't really, like, I don't do arguing. I don't do drama. Like me and Colossus, we live a very peaceful life. We don't yell at each other and we're very transparent and we're like each other's friends first before anything else. Right. So we have the ability to communicate and I'm grateful for that. But, um, yeah, like if it's anything that's making me feel high strong, like if I think about you and I feel anxiety, 
I'm not calling you. I'm not reaching out to you for in any capacity. You know what I'm saying? Now, you know, and, and that would make me start to reevaluate how I feel about you. Because if you make me feel like this, th- why is that? Why am I feeling like this? It has to be something there. Now, do I need to go dig deep and, and resolve it and find out why I feel like this about you? No. But what I can do is what Dion Sanders did at that interview earlier this week. I can get up and walk away. You know what I'm saying? And not even indulge in your negative energy that you're trying to put on me. Because people will put a negative energy on you so they can be like, see, I told you she was crazy. See, I told you it was her. And it's really not you. But that's not the way to fight them. Sometimes the best way to fight those type of adversaries is to remove yourself from the situation. And when you're removed, you allow yourself to grow. You allow yourself to heal. You allow yourself to see things differently, you know. And then at the same time, um... If these people are in their same capacity, their same environment, doing the same thing, other people will start to recognize like, hey, it wasn't Colleen because Colleen's been gone 10 years and, you know, she's doing the same thing or he's doing the same thing still. Like, so you can't, you know, you used to blame Colleen, but she's not here. So who, what's the blame now? Right. And then even if that, like, say, if, you know, you say, Hey, I removed myself from a negative situation and you know, those people are still doing it and they're still trying to find someone to blame. They'll find someone else to blame. They'll find someone new to blame, but you know what? It won't be you. So that's the thing that, um, I think for myself, I had to learn to do. And I think one of the biggest things, it was almost like a, um, a bonfire. Like I had to have like an emotional bonfire, right? I had to like take out the baggage, look through these suitcases that I've been emotionally carrying for years and just, you know what, open them bitches up and just turn them over into my emotional bonfire and burn that shit, right? Let it go free and clear and be able to focus on your goals. And then while you're focusing, you can see other people, you know, moving and doing their, um, their best and doing and and succeeding at, you know, what their goals and dreams and aspirations are. And you can be happy for them. That's another thing that I, um, learn, you know what I'm saying? And uh, don't be wrong. Cause I'm always like a, a supporter of people. I think one of my biggest things is I used to be like, damn, I support so many people. I've, you know, put so many people into good positions. I put, you know, you know, gave vital information to people without even getting a penny in return, you know? And do you think any of those people, I'm not going to say that because some people have come back and be like, yo, what you told me, boom, 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 that helped me get here, what I did, bang, 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 I'm here, thank you, Ganga, you know, stuff like that. But then you got some people that be like, no, it was just me. It was just me. And they'll justify it by trying to throw dirt on you like, oh, Ganga was so fucked up. It was me. I did everything, you know? So what'd you let them go? You know, like before I would try and justify that it's me, it's me. And then I learned that, you know what, the more you try to prove it to you is the more people are not going to believe it's you. Right. So wash your hands. That's what I do. You hear that? That's me washing my hands. Wash your hands of the BS and keep it moving. You know, you'll feel so much more elated. Another thing when you're becoming at peace with yourself, you know, like for example, with me, like plenty of nights, late night hours, working, plowing away at school without no one even knowing what I'm doing. Right. Of course, Colossal knew what I was doing. Cause he was, I can't front my biggest supporter, you know, in every capacity you could think of with me going to school. But, um, nights I had to do the work, right. He, even though he helped me, I had to do the work. So, um, yeah, I'm playing nice plowing away and I'm thinking like, why am I doing this for, you know, I'm, I'm beyond, you know, quote unquote college graduate age. Like what the fuck am I doing this for? Why? 
But then I had to remind myself, I'm doing this to better me. You know what I'm saying? This ain't to impress no one. This ain't to, you know, shine on anyone. This is to better me and to better my, you know, my steps in my career goal and aspirations, you know? So, um, I'm grateful that I did it and I'm grateful that I chose the path that I did in keeping it to myself because I was able to just move freely. It's almost like this. Like, for example, um, if you go back and look through, and you probably won't even see it because I archive a lot of shit, but if you was to go back to like the beginning of my um, Instagram and see how frequency frequently I posted compared to now, you would be like, ha, huh, I didn't even realize that. But it is like a, a big slowdown in posting. Um, the reason why I do that is because some days I just enjoy my life. You know what I'm saying? And some days my life might be... Um, doing some yard work. My life might be, you know, going to the boot camp, exercising. It might be me trying a new recipe at home or going on a date night with, with my boot thing. But not everything needs to be posted. And I think I kind of relish in that privacy of not posting everything. Like, no, you can't, you know, you don't know what my house looks like. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You don't know, like, because people would legit be like, oh, she had a, you know, blue door. So I'm going to drive the neighborhoods that I think she live in to go see her house with the blue door, right? People would do wild shit like that. I'm telling you, I knew a girl in college. This is, like I tell you, pre-internet days. She went and got a map from 7-Eleven and drove her crazy self over to the boyfriend's house and threw salt and sugar or whatever the hell in his tank and slashed tires and all that stuff. And she had a big ass map that you had to like sprawl out over the whole dashboard and pinpoint and follow the route to dude's house. And she did it. So when you're serious about something and you put your mind to it, it could be done. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's what I got to say about that. With the internet now is what I'm saying. What would, it would be easier. You know what I'm saying? So I still think that something should not be on the internet, you know, or you know, post it. But who am I? Who am I? I'm still human. I'm just one person. And here I am on the internet, give you my business on a podcast, right? Hey, but, um, yeah. So I was just saying like, I really feel ultimately like, um, some things should be private, you know, definitely they, how they say real niggas move in silence. That's the truth. And I didn't realize how true that was until I started moving in silence, you know? Um, just to give you like the ramblings, of Colleen. She can talk. You already know. Better late than never. Part two. But um, what I was saying, and I remember an uh, old gentleman I used to work with, like older gentleman. I don't want to say that he was a, but elderly guy, but he was older. He was like a father figure type of guy, right? And um, we were at work. We worked at a um, call center job or whatever. And it was one of those days where we had to do like a team builder. So we split the team up and we're going to do like a scavenger hunt. Everyone pairs off in two and we're going to like they hit stuff around the office for you to find and then the people who found the most things on a scavenger hunt wins a like a lunch whatever team or whatever the case is right so me and my partner which I felt like I was working by myself but I digress um we was we had a lot of pieces right and so I was like oh yes we just need one more piece and we're done and I was like we about to win we about to win I gotta get one more piece right and they, the um, old man walked right past me and gave his pieces in. It was like, we what? And then on his way back, I was like, ah, oh, ah, oh, man. And he was like, yeah, 
you know, in the future, you might want to consider not celebrating so soon and not telling everybody what you got going on. And that hit me like a fucking ton of bricks. You know what I'm saying? Versus him being just like, ah, you sore loser or rubbing it in my face. He dropped a jewel on me. He was like, yeah, next time. Cause I heard you over there. You was back there celebrating. I was like, how is she celebrating? I got all the pieces, you know? So he was like, next time you might want to make sure everything is in place before you celebrate. And this was years ago that, that this was in Virginia, like a telemarketing job I worked at, but that old man told me that and it made so much sense. Right. And then when you start to apply that, you see the power in that. It's crazy. You know, it's crazy, but, um, I'm not going to keep y'all long because I'm not going to give away the bag on everything tonight. Hey, I did just want to go ahead and stop by though and tell you guys that, um, better late than never pursue your dreams. I don't give a shit what it is. You know, I talked to you guys last week about Tabitha. Well, yeah, last week about Tabitha Brown and Wendy Williams and their stuff, their little tiffed or whatever, and how so eloquently Tabitha Brown handled it. But another thing I wanted to mention about her is she's been trying to be an actress for over the last 25 years. She said she's that her family sacrificed, her husband sacrificed, her kids sacrificed for her dreams, right? The whole family was on board. Moved to California, the most expensive place to live other than New York. And they moved there from a small southern town, did what they had to do. For her to turn around and be 43, 44 years old and now receiving the recognition and now becoming the celebrity in her own right that she knew and she felt in her heart of hearts and she believed that she was supposed to be. I totally feel that. And that totally resonates with me and speaks to me as well. You know? So I do say a lot of prayers, heavy prayers up on my knees. I get down, you know what I'm saying? It's heavy prayers up. So I definitely do that. And I definitely keep stuff close to the vest. You know what I'm saying? So school was definitely one of them. And I'm so surprised. Like I didn't tell them. I didn't tell you like that's that was basically my response when a lot of people like hit me up like girl you was at school I didn't even know like I, didn't, I thought I told you because honestly legitimately I talked to Colossal every day about you know classes or what I got going on or whatever and sometimes he'd be helping me with homework and stuff so I felt like I was talking about my progress on a daily basis but I was talking about it to someone that's close to me in the privacy of our life and I wasn't posting it on Facebook and posting it everywhere because, um, like I told you guys before, we got to protect the energy. That's where that shit comes into play. Like people, not everyone's rooting for you. Like I said, back on, well, not me, but Trent Shelton was on my, um, vintage, uh, not vintage roots, all fruits, right? Mixtape. And it was an interlude, know your circle. And in that, um, interlude, know your circle. He said, you know, some people, not everybody in your boat is rowing with you. Some people in your boat drilling holes while you up front trying to row to the destination. You're not understanding why are we sinking because people on there drilling holes. Yo, that was the realest thing to me because I've been through that. You know what I'm saying? Been through all of that to continue to be sharing my dreams and aspirations, which I'm now, hell no, I'll share it afterwards. And you know, that point you can't do nothing about it. It's done, you know? And so I think that's very important, but, um, I don't know. My goal is to try to find a happy medium right now, because as an artist, as a podcaster, as a, just a person that's trying to be more prominent in entertainment, you know, I got to put my face out there. I got to be out there a little bit more. So, um, yeah, I'm trying to figure that out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to discuss that any further, but we'll figure it out. We, we get in there and thank you guys for 
staying on with me and um tuning in every time a new episode goes up i do see you guys downloading it i do see you guys um saving it sharing it i'm even seeing even on iHeartRadio, we have the she can talk podcast on iHeartRadio as well i see those um views going up i see those um viewers and listeners going up so thank you thank you recently got picked up by audible dot com so that's so dope thank you thank you so i'm trying my thing i'm trying my best you know i'm I'm doing what i could do and um i thank you all for listening because if you weren't listening and if you weren't demanding she can talk on different streaming platforms that is not on then i would not be reaching out to me so yay thank you all and continue with that i definitely do appreciate it like from one listener to 100 listeners to hopefully god bless it 100,000 listeners you know what i'm saying and maybe a million but um, we'll get there. Every step counts. But um, I'm not going to keep you guys long because this was a total just from the heart episode, like a total straight, like I picked up the phone, I called you up. What you doing, girl? How you doing? What's going on? Girl, let me tell you, I graduated last week. I know you saw the picture on Facebook, but let me tell you about it. That's what this this episode was, really. It was really just me um, wanting to say to you, if nothing else, if you leave this episode with nothing else, if you can leave it with um, two things, better late than never whatever you're trying to do out there i don't care what it is don't let anyone let you feel like age is a factor don't anyone let you feel like oh the opportunity has passed or you know the ship has sailed no no we create our destinies we create our lanes we create our lives so better late than never It's whenever you're ready to get up and make that change is when the change will happen so definitely remember that that's the first thing i want you to remember the second thing i want you to remember is to protect your energy protect the energy sometimes we'll have up days we have peaks and valleys remember i I mentioned that to y'all last week peaks and valleys so one week one week we might be in the clouds happy you know, on, on an emotional high, everything is great, you know? And the next week we might be in a valley, an emotional low, feeling a little sad or feeling just out of sorts and both up and down is okay to feel both of those. Don't feel like, Oh, I have to be on all the time. I have to be nice all the time. I have to smile all the time. We are human, but I do say this, it's okay to give yourself that time, but give yourself that time in private, you know? give yourself time to heal. Like I gave myself time to learn privately, you know, without putting that, you know, that out there because even after I, you know, I, um, posted my graduation pictures, some people hit me up. was like, Oh my God, you did it at this age. And Oh my God, you know, like really, that's the best that we can, we can do like not a congratulations, you know? So they will still try. People will still try, you know? And, um, just do whatever. So that's why the more that you keep your vest, you know, keep stuff close to your vest is the more you'll be able to control the narrative of your life is what I'm saying on that. But I'm gonna leave y'all with that. But before I go, you know, I always got to let y'all know a few things. Go and check out LA peak. And, um, I'm going to put the song up here and I will put the spelling because it is French. I will put the spelling in the comments. Shout out to Dutre Toon for showing me love and putting me on the track. Shout out to D Graham out of Virginia beach on the track. Shout out to, um, strike out of Paris, France on the track and shout out to D prods for putting that dope ass track together for us. Yay. Also shout out to, um, DJ Phil for showing us love on Twitch last week. I think it was about two weeks ago, but they premiered a song on Twitch on his show. And that was pretty dope live from France. So, um, 
yeah and djs i might just start sending it out to y'all too so that's another thing um be on the lookout for me guys because got some shit coming your way got some emails coming you guys his way all right and i'm gonna just use honestly this um she can talk platform here um to beat you down like i'm not gonna completely beat you down because you know i always try to let my songs be relative to the topic that we are discussing so that will not change but um you're gonna hear more ganga because i think that's um what we've been neglecting for a couple of months here okay so yeah i'm gonna go ahead and do some shameless plugs once again Ganga Lee, a.k.a. Big Lee, a.k.a. Colleen Eat Wings, Doe underscore, D-O-E underscore records or D-O-E records dot com. Um, Ganga Lee MC on Instagram, you know, on Twitter, it's uh, The Real Ganga Lee. All over the place. Let's find me. One leads into the other. Really and truly, if you go to doughrecords.com, you'll find everything else there, honestly. And um, you know my motto, what I tell you all the time spread love but you have to love yourself first because you can't do nothing for me if you don't love you right the next thing that i always say is what guys you should know it by now if you like it tell a friend if you don't like it tell a friend so when you check out this episode or any episodes or if you just overall listen to she could talk as a binge listening maybe you was on a road trip and you say you know i'm put on you know clean's podcast and i'm gonna listen for my road trip Thank you for doing that, by the way. And if you're like, hey, this is a really good podcast, tell a friend. If you're like, hey, she freaking sucks, tell a friend. It's not going to hurt either way. That's how I look at it, right? So you guys be out there. Be safe. Till next week, y'all love yourself. I love you. I hope y'all love me too. And y'all be good, all right? Check out this song and um, spread the word on this too, all right? All right, peace. <laughs> Deep production. Yeah. Haha. <laughs> Equipe là. Gangali. D'autres temps.
Thomas de pique, il aura pas une chance. Enfin, il tente, alors propose, je suis loin d'être élogieux. Aucunement dit tyrannique. Désolé si ça pique un peu. Normal, je tire les pingles du jeu. Ils veulent percer, c'est ambitieux. Ils lancent des piques, moi je lance des lances qui piquent, je lance des pieux. Qui transpercent l'épiderme, un combat épique. Ah, et puis merde, dans la peau, je l'ai mon dieu. Damn, everything you spit, Graham, be a classic. It's like mechanics, chicks blowing my head gasket. I put you six feet deep, six sides to a casket. Six soldiers to carry, that's triple six magic. The chicks love my style, they get my name tatted. I'm on hundreds of titties, tricking, she a pageant. Burning in my stash, it flash quick if you blink. Cause niggas be jealous, they want my Harvest Street link. But I think much quicker than them, I'm sicker than them. Ricky D's a legend, but I'm slicker than him. I'm rocking fly rocks. When I was young, I rocked the high box. Mommy, look at me now, rocking in a skybox. Taking dimes to IHOP for steak, egg, and cheese. And take them to my block for straight head and a V. I'm a king at what I do, my rings be aqua blue. My trees is kryptonite, my money is popping too. Brand. On direct live to Paris on the ground. Before they go to the sick, it's time to get down on it. To put them fly on it. To take a claw on it. I got five on it. Sit down. J'explore, scrute sur les décors comme sortie des décombres. En fait, je ravive la flamme comme le phoenix renaît de ses cendres. Laisse-moi quelques secondes pour tous se les descendre. Les étendre, les suspendre, les étaler la face aux hypocrites. Je garde la tenue de combat. Pour eux, une merde, une loi sur ce point, je mettrai tout le monde d'accord. Question de vibes, on se sent mieux quand on les a foutus dehors. Alors, dans leur vie, si je voulais scandaliser, mais hors de là. De suite, ils tirent les tas des victimes, ils étaient si bon les sorts de là. Un jour ou l'autre, on s'est tous retrouvés mal fichus, déchus. Ça grippe en fort pour alléger la chute. Mais dans leur vie, si taille la fuite sans même se retourner. Si tu gis au sol, c'est le seul instant, c'est zéro de tout piétiner. Par contre, quel excès, dès le moindre succès, ces mecs te fait la seule plus que ta félicité. J'ai les ouverts, tu me considères, toi, regarde-moi. Tes petites déguerres, tes plans par derrière, non, on m'en pas dans ça. North Squares, North Squares, Sou. Me voir au Mike attisant les femmes, ça tu peux compter là-dessus. Original, je le suis, je le reste, ça tu peux compter là-dessus. Ici t'es high là où il se crame, ça tu peux compter là-dessus. Mais si ton but est de me prendre la tête, ça tu peux monter là-dessus. Me voir au Mike attisant les flammes, ça tu peux compter là-dessus. Original, je le suis, je le reste, ça tu peux compter là-dessus. Ici t'es high là où il se crame.